What's up, everyone? What's goody? What's goody? It's your auntie's favorite couple, Angelina and Carl, here to invite you all to stay in with us today. Yes, so get cozy, pour yourself a little glass of wine. You know, something a little bit, a little stronger. And keep your bonnets on because we ain't going anywhere today. Mm -hmm. That's right, that's right. You know, we just want to thank you guys for tuning in to the first episode of the Let's Stay in Bed podcast. Yes, and we are super excited to be starting our podcast journey. And we really hope to create a genuine space with you all to share our thoughts about a variety of everyday millennial issues and our experiences with our relationship as well as individually. Mm -hmm. You're going to get to, you know, know a little, about, a little bit about us and... uh just what's going on in the world and the, the issues that we all face, you know, people in the, in our early 20s, late 20s, you know, maybe early 30s too. <laughs> that too. Mm -hmm. So let's get to it. But first, something we like to do for every episode is to start off with like a little mental check-in. So Angelina, how are you doing? I'm doing good, you know. It's the new year. I'm excited. Very hopeful. Um, 2020 was just a shit show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm super grateful to say, you know, I didn't lose anybody to COVID. Um, I know a lot of people did, and it was a very dark year. But we here in 2021. It's time to put all our goals out there and manifest, you know, those dreams. Mm -hmm. That's important. That's important. I feel the same thing. Like, it was really tough for a lot of people. I was fortunate, same as you, not to lose anybody. You know, I still have my job throughout 2020, so Facts. that was fortunate. I just want to, like, I learned a lot in 2020, like a lot about myself, a lot of reflection, yeah. just a lot of just how I think I should be living moving forward. And just um, I want to take those lessons into 2021 and just try to be the best person I could possibly be and, um, you know, just keep moving forward in a positive way. Yeah, so mm -hmm. 2020 was the year, I think for most of us, it was the year of self-reflection. Mm -hmm. And, you know, really thinking about what it is that you want moving forward. And now 2021 is the year to apply that pressure. Mm -hmm, that's it. Is there anything you're looking forward to in the new year, though? Um, I have a little things going on okay. that I'm excited to, you know. Some new ventures. Some new ventures okay, okay. that I'm excited to get out there. So just stay tuned. Look at my IG. Mm -hmm. Follow me. <laughs> we will throw the ads at the end. Yeah. We'll throw the ads at the end. Um, for me, though, I think the, the main thing, like you were saying, like we were talking about, you know, just applying everything we learned. But I think the main thing I'm looking forward to is is hopping on a plane <laughs> and just, and just oh going somewhere, God. you know? I want to like, travel so bad. I know, like, 2020 was the year to utilize those airplane, the, the airline fares, the cheap yes. fares. But I couldn't. I, I didn't feel comfortable to travel outside the country. You know, I went upstate. That was the furthest I went, you know, out of the city. Um, so I'm just looking forward to hopping on a plane, being at a beach or just somewhere nice, a different scenery, and just enjoying. Yes, my last trip was literally a year ago. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited to get out of here. That's it. Right, right. So we're going to talk about what we're going to be talking about today? today? Yes. All so right. let's get right into it. Mm -hmm. Today we're going to talk about... Those moments mm. Preach. when you're just staring at the sky. Maybe even when you're in the shower, just letting the water run down the back <laughs> of your head. <laughs> and you come to that realization. 
that you're an adult and you're currently failing at adulting. You're just failing. Like, like not like you're barely passing for 65. <laughs> like, it's like 40s. You're bombing every test. <laughs> like, and you're getting old as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. Okay, so I think I first realized, like, I was an adult when... I started, like, when I was younger, I was hyped to do these things. Like, oh, I want to be 21 yeah. so I could do that. And I, I need to be 25 so I could go rent a car or some nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> but then when I reached those, like, I hit those ages and I realized, like, so, like, what is this? Like, this, this right, is nothing. Right. Like, I don't, like, <laughs> like this who is, cares? You who can go cares? to the club. <laughs> like, oh, man. I think that was, like, the first time I realized, like, you know, I'm an adult and this is kind of not it's trash Mm -hmm. i think the first time i realized not the first time maybe i'm bugging but like when it really hit me was when i graduated college Mm -hmm. and i was just like damn like (laughs) i'm really an adult now Mm -hmm. i gotta figure out what what i want to do and this is not it (laughs) really Mm -hmm. not it right right what was like that first thing that like once you graduated college that like hit you like something that you had to do or just whatever i was like I need to get a job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously growing up, you're like, you have to go to, you have to finish high school. You have to go to college, you know, get your degree right after that. You got to get a job. So that's like kind of what you're trained to be doing. So I was just like, oh, I need to get this job. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I was fortunate enough to get a job like straight out of college. Uh, But after when I was in that job, I was like, this, I don't want to be an adult. Mm-hmm. Like, this shit is trash. Nine to five wasn't it. Right? No, nah, it was not it. And for people, obviously, who don't know, my first job out of college, I was a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. And this was actually something I wanted to do. This is what you went to school for? No. Okay, I w- okay so I went to school for math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I went to school for math and... um. But I had a double minor in economics and business management. Mm-hmm. So I graduated. I got this job through somebody, so through a friend um, that referred me. And I was like, yes, grown-up job. I'm working on mm-hmm. Wall Street. Like, this is lit. And then the first couple of days, I was just like, mm, this is not mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah. I hate this shit, actually. And I think that's when I, when I left that job was when... I realized that growing up wasn't what I expected. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. At least, like, that was good that, like, you realized that early on. Yeah. You know, sometimes people don't realize that until yeah. their 30s yeah. and their 40s. And, <laughs> and they're, they're like, still living at home, like, what do I do? <laughs> or just even at that job and they do yeah. not like it. Um, That's funny because for me, it was kind of the opposite. I graduated and I was like, yo, I'm taking the summer off. So, so I did nothing. I had like a little job here and there, but I worked like one to two days a week Mm -hmm. just to have some money in my pocket. But, um, then after I worked at, uh, I worked at HBO. Oh, fancy, fancy. So I was working on a, on set on a show and it like waking up some, cause since when you shoot, when you're on a set and then every day is different, you're Mm -hmm. not, you know, Call time is not, it will be at 5 a.m. one mm-hmm. time, then it'll be at 7 p.m. and you're working an overnight. So it was all over the place. So I was like, one, this ain't it. Because yeah. I had to wake up at like 5 a.m., get on the train to get to Brooklyn by like 7 That's and stuff. It. And it was, yo, it was not it. And I thought like, 
you know, I was hyped because I went to school to do a video production and same thing as you. Like I got that job. Like, like two, yes, for me, HBO? it was two, yeah, exactly <laughs> like one of the top names in the industry. Like, you know, one of those jobs like, oh, you get this. You're in your foot is in the door. Yeah. You're good. And it just wasn't it for me either. So like for me, it was a temp position. So it was mm-hmm. only for about a month. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I was like, yeah, I'm good. Mm. And then I just started. That's like think like same as you. I started to like have to put myself out there in the job market. Yeah. Apply to a thousand jobs a yeah. day, which is not it at, not all. at all. Like it was, it was tough. It was yeah. tough. That was at 22. But I think for me, when I turned 26, which was this year, it was well <laughs> not this year, last year, 2020. That just was tough. Because, That's when it hit. Yes, because. <laughs> All right, so my birthday was is in March. So all of February, I'm out here scrambling, trying to, <laughs> yo, I'm trying to get my health insurance in, in check because I was under my mom's before and doing all that paperwork by yourself. Cause like, you know, go, yeah, going to your job yeah. and figuring out what is what. Cause uh-huh. yo, that was, that was not it. Honestly, that, we really take advantage of our parents mm-hmm. because once you hit 26 and you're like, they send you that letter saying like you only have a month and then you're literally getting kicked off mm-hmm. the shit. Yo, they kicked me off on my birthday too. That's terrible. <laughs> they gave me no That's time. Like, they gave me a month. They were like November 30th. My birthday's November 1st. They sent me a letter. It was like November 30th is the last day. Like basically get it together by then. Mm-hmm. It was tough. It's tough. And then before 26, I was doing this, but like paying all your bills. I think like we were saying, once we finish college that's when the student loans checks mm-hmm. you know you have like a couple months six after month grace period. six months and then the student loans bills start coming in like oh i'm glad you had fun throughout college but mm-hmm. then i owe you now it's time to start paying that uh that tuition that Facts. yeah you and thought you was mm-hmm. no go ahead yo you guys don't understand how much debt i'm in because of school just saying college is a scam but we're not gonna get into it. I think that's oh. that's, that's another episode. <laughs> that's another episode. You, you know how I feel about, it. and it's funny because we both work at colleges, <laughs> and and I'm still in school. <laughs> yeah, but but still, still that's but, a whole other episode. So I went to the University of New Haven. If anybody doesn't know, it's in New Haven, Connecticut, private school, hella fucking expensive, like fifty k a year expensive. It's probably even more now, but yo. When I was in college, obviously you're not thinking about this. You're just, you know, applying for the loan. You're like, ah, you get the loan. You get the little refund check, da, da, da. Then after you graduate, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, you check your credit risk report and you see that you're like in 100K debt. That shit hurts. That's tough. That's that's really tough. So I- paying those loans was like the most difficult part for me after I graduated because I had so many and I was just like, how am I supposed to pay these loans and then pay my regular bills and then try to move out? Like, mm-hmm. this is too much. Yeah. No, that, that's tough. For me, I went to a CUNY, um, City University of New York. He's smart. So my <laughs> tuition was way less. So my loans, like, I have loans, but I'm kind of not pressed about it. Like, it's going to get, like, I could pay off my loans without really thinking about it. And mm-hmm. I'll be good in a couple years. That's so. great. Yeah, that's tough. But um, one thing we did though in in college, we we drank a lot. I was saying a, a we, lot. We, we, you went to I went to CUNY, so my my college experience wasn't great. But I was still in New York, so you could turn up every weekend, Thanks. like somewhere different. Um, 
you went to you went away for school, so I know definitely you was turning up. I was lit every weekend, Thursday to Saturday. That's that's wild. Pretty uh, bad for me. Maybe like Friday to, and Saturday, I was lit, but still lit. Yeah, I used to party Thursday through Saturday because mm-hmm. nobody really had Friday classes, or like you make your schedule so that you don't have Friday classes. So, so you so could it's like party Thursday. You turn yes, up exactly. <laughs> by Thursday night. You're like lit. And, yo, the way we used to pregame mm-hmm. was pretty bad. So, in Connecticut, things close at, like, 2 a.m. Well, we could say 145 because they don't close at 2. But whatever. And you have to be there by, like, 9, 10 o'clock. So, you, you're literally pregaming at 7 p.m. And you're just downing shots, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, like, me and my friends. Like, like, it's like water. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's, it's water. water. If they, if they're listening to this, they know. Like mm-hmm. we used to be like, shot. All right, five minutes. Wait, wait, five minutes. All right, next shot. Five minutes. Next shot. And no lie, we take like ten shots. And then do the same thing the next day yeah. without a problem. Yeah. But now. Now I can't even take one. <laughs> like <laughs> that, that is a fact, yo. You give Angelina a shot, you should see the her uh, face. Right. Like her face is just like. That that stank face when the, the subway cart smells and then you can't leave and it's, it's just super packed and you just make it yo, she like she does not do shots. And then I'm I'm talking all this shit, but right. Yo, Look at this I lightweight Sarah right next to me. I don't me. I'm not lightweight, but I don't I can't do shots anymore. Like I go out with people and they say it's shot if anything. And I'm, I'm like, like I'm oh. good. And then like it's one of those things like you know you're saying that because you're trying to protect yourself, but mm-hmm. then like like a couple minutes later you like sitting down and you just think like Yo, I'm washed. <laughs> like I'm washed. I'm like now. having that one mixed drink, and you're like babysitting it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> like I think that was like the worst thing. And, and it- even just partying in general, like I can't stay out too late. Mm-hmm. It depends. It, it depends, I guess, on the vibe or the energy. Like if it's like on ten, then I'm I could be out for a while. But like, let's say I go to a brunch party at twelve. At seven o'clock, like it's a dub. It's a wrap, and like it's so sad because <laughs> one story we went to like a house brunch party. Uh, it was just at one of our friends' house, and oh we probably got there around like twelve. <laughs> no, I think like one or two actually. Yeah. And like we're enjoying ourselves, we're like, oh, this is the vibe we like, you know. Then that, then, then everyone starts pulling up and getting extra. Like it's, everyone's starting to get lit now. Yeah, and then. As you know, when everyone's lit, it's like, oh, we don't want the party to end. Mm-hmm. Like, where are we going next? We about to hit the bar. And Angelina and I myself looked at each other, was like, what? Like, we're going somewhere else? We was already talking, like, yo, when we get back, we're going to watch this on Netflix. <laughs> and it's like 5 p.m. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, no. It was like 7. Okay. It was like 7. It was still early. Like, we're like, 7 yo, we're PM going on home. a Saturday. Yeah. So and bad. yo, one of our friends had to convince us, like, yo, I haven't seen you in a minute. And that's that peer pressure. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, when you're... And this was a single friend, of course. So it's like... He's like, yo, I just got here. Like, mm-hmm. you can't go home. We're so, like, fuck. So we were like, that's true. So we stayed out and it was like, yo, we were struggling. We were struggling to like hang in there. I think we might have left 1, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Around, and, it was like 2, yeah. And we were two. cooked. Like, we could not hang. And, and it, it wasn't like the lit... Uh, the lituation after was like super lit. It was, yeah, like... It was chill. It was chill, mm-hmm. and we still couldn't hang. It wasn't like, oh, this energy is too much mm-hmm. for us. And it just, I used to think, like, we used to leave the club. We used to, like, close the club mm-hmm. where we leave at 4 a.m. Yeah. when the club is closed, and that was it. Like, we was we could have stayed another hour if they were open. Facts. So And you know, like, when you're from New York, 
you literally start getting ready at like 11, 12. Mm-hmm. You start mm-hmm. pre-gaming at 1. Then you leave. You get to the club around 1, 2. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's not it anymore. Like, no, I need my sleep. Yeah, and then it's funny. Like, if you're at the at the club or at the bar and you see those younger people, you see the people that you know <laughs> just turned 21 or they got that fake ID and, and they're like, 19. Ew. And you just see them and then... That's that's another yo. It's funny. That's another reason I know I'm getting old because I see them acting a fool, like acting crazy yeah. out here, twerking handstands on top of the bar, looking <laughs> crazy, and I'm just like, wow. And you're like, oh my god, like, like aren't they embarrassed? Yo, Where are what, their friends? What are they doing? <laughs> and then definitely we used to do that crazy stuff too Trust. when we were in college. But that's how I know I'm getting old, and it's not even like. Just at the club. Yeah. You could be on the bus. Yes. Not, uh, well, I'm not on the, the bus. bus. Well, yeah, the, the bus. bus okay. Yes. Because I remember when I used to take the bus to school, like middle school, and, you know, it was all, all the rowdy ass kids from like other schools. And like now, I'm just like, I try to avoid that bus because I'm like, oh, it's three o'clock. Like they're about mm-hmm. to pull up on the bus mm-hmm. and I don't want to have to deal with them. They're about like, to ruin your whole energy for the day. Because, yo, that's another thing. You be thinking about your energy yeah. all the time. <laughs> like, this is, this is not, yo, this is messing up my energy. This is that. Yeah. Yo. And then they're mad loud. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people from New York know this. Like, they're so loud on the train, on the bus, outside. And you're just looking at them like, their parents don't even know that they're like this. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what is going on? Yeah, they, if their parents were here, they wouldn't be doing this shit. That's that's the old head in us. We really becoming old. And you ever see like, yo, when a parent ate discipline in their child, and you're like, <laughs> like in public, and you're like, mm. you know, my child, yo, they I'm would, grabbing it. Exactly, like, yo, it's it's terrible. That's how you really know you're getting old. But you know, there's some positives about feeling like. You're an adult and knowing when you're an adult. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, um, not everything is a negative. <laughs> and one of them is when the conversations with your friends change. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like in college or high school, like y'all would just talk about video games or y'all would just talk about guys like, talk about girls. Girls, all the time. yeah. Mm-hmm. Girls will talk about guys and some simple like shit. Now it's like you're talking about some deep shit, like mm-hmm. what it is you want to do in life, mm-hmm. if you want to invest. Like, what you're trying to buy, what properties you want, like, mm-hmm. some deep adultness. Yeah, and just even, like, we're at that age, too, kids, just kids, growing a family. Yes. Like, what are you looking for in, in a in a significant other? Because before, guys, you know, always talk about girls' bodies, always talk about this and that, that immature shit. But mm-hmm. now, like, we have those real talks, and it's actually, it's great because... It's like really inspiring, especially when you're around, like when you have that good friend friend mm-hmm. group where yeah. you could talk, you know, you might be able to talk about those like immature things or like the, like reminisce on stuff uh, beforehand. But then, mm-hmm. you know, then you guys get serious and you talk about that, like exactly what Angelina said, the, those real life topics, like how are you, you know, what are you planning on doing in the next five years, 10 years? Um, who, who are you trying to build with? And then also, like you said, those, those investments, yeah. like, mm-hmm. Um, I know, like, because of COVID and everything, I haven't really, like, seen my friends like that. Right. Yeah, we have, like, group chat. We talk, like, simple things here and there. But it's, like, when you meet up with them and it's been a minute, it's, like, it's nice because you're just, like, talking about life. And everybody's, like, just sharing what they've been doing or, like, the ventures they want to um, they wanna um, start doing. And it's just, like, wow, we're, we're going to make it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. And I think for me, like, something I love, too, that, like, 
we do in my friend group all the time is like these just mental check-ins. Kind of mm-hmm. like exactly what we did in the beginning of um the podcast. We just like, yo, get that random text like, yo, how, how you doing, bro? Like, mm-hmm. yo, what, what's going on? Like, what's new with you and stuff like that? Um, I know I do that with my friends. They do the same with me. And it's just dope to see like, you know, especially I think guys too. Like, personal development. Personal development yeah. and just like being there to like make sure your bro is good or your homegirl is good yeah. and just like everything in life because you know now i'm about to sound like an old head again but with, <laughs> with social media and everything like i feel like people are are just more down on themselves hard on themselves mm-hmm. like slight uh depressed developing anxiety so just those like check-ins from people and it's so easy to do mm-hmm. um a quick text here or there like i feel like that's like super important and like i really appreciate when that happens right so if you have those friends you know always check up on you um Y'all always talk about what's going on, how's your mental, all that stuff. Keep them around. You need people like that, for mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And um, something I mentioned earlier, too, is just, like, keeping the peace. Keep Keeping your inner peace. And when you when you grow up, you don't have time for the BS. You don't Not have time all, for, like, like, for a friend to hit you up on some, like, stupid shit, to be honest. Like, yeah, I, you know, I just be reminiscing. Not even reminiscing. That's not the word. Just thinking about, like, old drama that's happened. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, nobody has time for all that. Even if, like, I'm annoyed with someone or, like, I'm having, like, a little riffraff in a, re- in a relationship in my life. I'm just like, I really don't have the energy to be mad at someone or, like, it's just too much. Being mad is too much of your energy and having somebody affect you in that way and having someone be able to like control your emotions that way is not it. Mm-hmm. So I just be really trying to protect my energy nowadays. Like I don't need that. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. And then like that's that could have been something a friend always like y'all used to talk about. Like you get the text talking about mad drama here mm-hmm. and there. But I feel like exactly what you said and as we get older, we like we don't want that energy or we try to resolve the problem instead of just instead of going to a friend talking mad shit about mm-hmm. you know that person you're having a problem with you'll go to them and try to squash it or just talk it out yeah. and just communicate and get it over with instead of having it it'll be like a day thing instead of like a whole week thing and, yeah. then, and then you got mad other people talking about that in your friend group or whatever yeah. it's just and, it's just and i got anxiety issues i don't mm-hmm. got time for that shit mm-hmm. i'm trying to meditate and just be peaceful you know mm-hmm. that's it that's it <laughs> energy is very important protect your energy <laughs> your energy <laughs> is all you have and it's what keeps you sane mm-hmm. so leave the bs to the to the children mm-hmm. the little kitties <laughs> yeah but um i think the main thing like the the, the thing that i realized the most when i became an adult was that nobody has any idea what they're doing. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> like, you don't have no idea. Even if you have a plan, you don't, you've never been an adult before. You've Perhaps, never been, like, yeah. you're, you're improving it as you go on. And, like, when I was younger, I always used to look at adults. It's like older cousins, aunts, and stuff like that. It's like, oh, they're an adult. Like, they know they, what they're they doing. They look like they know what they're doing. They're well put together, mm-hmm. you know, they're... They're achieving their goals, yep. you think. You think. And then as you get to the old and you learn about all that, like family drama, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. like, oh, yeah, your auntie's shady as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, you learn about that. Or 
at your job, you dealing with these older co-workers, like, not even, like, much older. They could be, like, five, ten years older mm-hmm. than you. And you realize, like, yo, they don't know what they're doing. Like, I don't or know what you're I'm like, doing at my job. you're like, this is your either. life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're being shady. <laughs> no, but, like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I be looking to these older people that have been at the job longer yeah. than me. And they have no and idea what like, they're doing. And they're like, no, sis. Like, well, I can't help you. <laughs> and then, Ed, yo, it's just crazy where you realize, like, no one actually has an idea what they're doing. I mean, some people do. Don't get me wrong. I can't say nobody, but majority yeah. of the people don't know what's what's going on and i know all of you listening are probably like yep mm-hmm. i have no idea what i'm gonna do tomorrow mm-hmm. what i'm eating for dinner because mm-hmm. i feel the same way yeah, <laughs> same same i'm i'm learning as we you know as we go as we move forward and i'm enjoying the journey and trust me like i'm one of those people that have no idea what <laughs> they're doing like my whole profession is video production and before like when i graduated i didn't even know what i wanted to do basically yeah. like i had a job i had a um sorry a uh, major my degree in um media studies and which was basically communication and mm-hmm. i thought i was gonna i wanted to be on set like i was saying at hbo mm-hmm. did not want to do that then i was like all right bet i want to be an editor so i was in a, a intensive six-week uh, editing program and afterwards i got a job three months later actually an internship and i was like loving the job and then the internship didn't keep me so I was just like, yo, I don't even know what I want to do. And then mm-hmm. a little later, I actually got offered a job being an editor at a basketball magazine company. Which is like his dream. Which was like during, at the, the, time. <laughs> during the program, my dream was to get an editing job in just sports in general. But yeah. the fact that I got it in basketball was like, that was it. And I was like, mm, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> no, nah, but like I went on the interview and everything, but I was just like, yo, this is not it for me yeah. so like like i'm still trying to figure it out i know i want to do stuff in like video production but like i know it's the journey and at first it was very like frustrating like you know trying to go for something and then like you realize it's not really for you mm-hmm. and then you try something else and just keep you know switching it up but i feel like me you being at where i'm at where i'm at right now it's like necessary and mm-hmm. i'm enjoying the process of learning more about myself and learning like or what it is that I actually like want to do, or like that will make me ha- the most happy doing it. So, yeah. so I'm not even mad at it that I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, me either. I mm-hmm. mean, sometimes I am because I have this internal battle of like getting an opportunity presented to you, and you know, you might feel like eh, I'm not really sure if I should take it or not. And I always have that battle of like um, follow your gut. So, like, if mm-hmm. your gut is telling you like. I don't think you should do it, then don't do it. But then on the other side, I'm like, you should take all opportunities that are presented to you, you know? Like, you never know what could come out of it. Mm-hmm. So, that's true. Like, with the whole job thing, like I, like I said, I started being a financial advisor. I didn't like it. I left literally probably in like three months. <laughs> and then um, I got another referral from a, from a sorority sister to work in the admissions department of um uh grad school and that was never anything i've ever even thought about doing i was like i need a job now so let me just do it it was temporary i'm like let me just do it for now so i, I can mean, have money it, it was that or h&m that's that's a fact <laughs> that's a fact <laughs> no not at this time though oh, it was, was this one. was the only opportunity oh, okay, like okay, it was that you, or keep looking for jobs oh, okay got you so since i had the referral like i got the job quick i was like I actually like this. Like I started working there. I was like, I actually like this. 
my contract was up they couldn't keep me they always say oh they don't have money yeah whatever um so Mm -hmm. after that i was unemployed for like almost a year and i was struggling like i was this was like my anxiety was at an all-time high i was like i really don't even know what the hell i want to do i like i was literally blank and I was just like applying to anything at this point. I was like, I don't even care. This is like H and M. Y'all trying to take me? Like, Thanks. I'll just do retail for a little bit. And then I got another admissions job, and I was like, that's when I realized, you know, admissions is probably something that I want to do, but not something that I would do like long term. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just like a crazy ass roller coaster of not knowing what you really want to do or mm-hmm. what you're even doing. So. Mm-hmm. And just a quick, quick side note for me. I say I enjoy the journey, but of course there's those days. I'm not trying to make it sound like, oh, I don't know what I want to do and I'm okay. I'm happy. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> no yeah, yeah. There's these like low moments because I like, I like to organize and just be organized with my moves and just how I'm moving forward. So like, don't get me wrong. Those, there are those tough days, weeks, you know, months where it's like you're struggling and like you kind of want to get to that moment you mm-hmm. want to get to the spot where you know for sure yeah. but it's all good if you don't like it's perfectly fine and then if you you're not going to learn by just doing nothing you still mm-hmm. have to put in that energy and something good will come out of it and mm-hmm. you will find what you're supposed to be doing or just what will make you happy you know facts so that goes right into and just tip of the day i just threw you that lob you right know, I just threw cue, that lob. cue music so we ain't gonna edit that out that's just gonna be (laughs) the music (laughs) straight up so the tip of the day is we all really don't know what we're doing you could probably see people on instagram you know posting their lavishing flourishing pictures and videos and you're just like what the hell like i'm not there yet they seem like they have it all figured out but they probably don't know what they're doing either Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we're here to tell you that it's okay to feel that way a lot of people can relate we can relate and it's fine like you need to be able to adapt and figure out what it is that you want and it's not even what it is that you want but what it is that's gonna actually make you happy long term because you could really think you want something then you actually try it out and you're like "Mm, (laughs) this ain't it Mm -hmm. so tip of the day you know dabble in everything you're passionate about see what it is that brings you joy and eventually you will find something that you know brings you purpose that is fulfilling and that will make you happy in the long run mm-hmm. and we getting there day by day exactly it's all about the journey a round of applause that was Ooh, thank you, that was, that was... i try y'all i try mm-hmm. So that's it for the first episode of the Let's Stay in Bed podcast. Yes. We, we really hope you guys decide to dub those plans again. <laughs> you know, we, you really didn't want to do them anyway. You didn't want to see your friends. You know you were trying to stay in bed anyway. <laughs> so, yo, dub those plans and stay in with us again. Yes. Yeah, so thank you so much for tuning in. Mm-hmm. We hope you guys enjoyed. Follow me at underscore Queen Ange. That's underscore Q-U-E-E-N-A-N-G. Yes, sir. <laughs> and you can find me at, at underscore Carl MC. That's Carl for K. K-A-R-L-M-C. You know? That's, yes. I'm on IG only, so that's it. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. So we'll catch you next time. That's it. Peace. <laughs>